One of the toughest teams in the East to beat. Could it be the Orlando Magic? Yeah, no, seriously, it could be the Orlando Magic. Plus, uh, Brooklyn, vibes check, not great. Kevin Durant with a quote that does not exactly inspire confidence. And LaMelo Ball out for a couple of weeks. Should the Hornets just blow this thing up? It's all right now on the Locked On NBA Podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Wednesday, and that means it's us with you. I'm John Corrales, host of the Locked On Celtics podcast, on Twitter, at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, at Nola Jake. I'm happy to be back. Did you also just almost forget your Twitter handle? Uh, I have to read it off the bottom <laughs> whenever that I like, I remember. Yeah. Yes. 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 Fine. Call me out. Jeez. Uh, show is free. It's daily. It's available wherever you get your podcast. The show is also on YouTube. You can watch Jake make fun of me. You can see what we're wearing. It's all fun and games. This show is brought to you by prize ticks, prize picks, not prize ticks. I think prize ticks would be bad. That's, that's not good, but prize picks is awesome. You know, you don't win in prize ticks, but you win at prize picks especially if you're a first-time user, because you can get a 100% instant deposit match on up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Later on, Charlotte Hornets, very bad. And now their best player is hurt. Uh, we'll talk about that. And in the second segment, Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant saying things that, uh, I mean, yay for honesty, Jake, but I mean... <laughs> Uh, not exactly inspiring a ton of confidence, but we'll save that for the second segment. There was basketball played on Tuesday night. We're not going to talk about all of it because it's preseason and we're not going to spend too much time going crazy with the preseason. But Jake, I loved the Orlando Magic game. We're starting, Jake, with the Orlando Magic. How about that? They should feel so good about that, right? Like this that's that's almost unheard of for us on Tuesday. It's also yeah. nice to not talk or about anybody. like Russell Westbrook or anything like that right now. I know, I know. You don't find a lot of national podcasts talking about the Orlando Magic up front, but I gotta tell you, man, that that team and 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 the game in particular was fun because I think it was indicative of the way Orlando Magic games might go. The ending, the fourth quarter of this game, had some amazing plays. And obviously they're playing the Grizzlies and John Morant did like crazy, amazing job things. And Desmond Bain was awesome. Uh, I feel really good. Last week you weren't here, but uh, I, I put my money, my fake money on Desmond Bain as the guy to become a full time, uh, first time all-star feeling good about that pick. Oh, I don't hate game. that. Like I, I was, well, we'll it's funny. Cause I was thinking about him today. Like he, is he getting close to untradeable? I mean, at this point, yeah, I, his value is extraordinarily high. Okay, 33 points, four of six from three, 11 of 18 shooting. He was awesome in this game. He just, I, I, I will say to answer that question, yes, because you it feels need like a it. guy, you need a guy like that that spaces the floor next to Ja. So I think, yeah, I think that's 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 the answer. And, and you saw a couple of times Franz Wagner was trying to uh, back him down and he did not move. That dude is. No, he's good. Dude, yeah, he's 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 a, a brick blank house. Um, he's, he's really good. And so yes, untradeable. Yeah. But also untradeable, uh, I would say Paolo Boncaro. And I think that, and this is why I wanted to start with this because this Orlando magic team is actually gonna be fun. 
Paulo Bancaro, I think, is going to run away with the rookie of the year race. And I think this combination of Franz Wagner and Paulo Bancaro is potentially becoming one of – in two or three years, we're going to be talking about these guys as a dangerous one-two punch in the East. I don't disagree with that. You know, Ben Caro was the guy that I had number one on my personal big board going into the draft. So when they took him there, that seemed to make the most sense. He's He's got an NBA-ready body. I agree with you that he's going to run away with rookie of the year just because that. Like, he's, he's tailor-made for his style of play. Like, he's going to play very close to the basket and do some awesome things. And he's a huge... Dude, you watched him in college. He looked like a giant out there on the court compared to some of the other guys that he was playing against. You know, this is... I don't know if this team's going to be good yet, but they're going to be fun this year, which is really all you can ask for in the second year of a rebuild. They have some really interesting pieces on there that need a little bit of time to just develop, but that's what young guys do. Don't forget there's Jalen Suggs there too. He's a guy that I was very high on going into the draft, though his rookie year was not particularly great. You know, Wagner, I think, is going to be really good, especially when we saw him in Eurobasket this year. They're a team that's going to be fun, that you're going to, that's going to have a couple of big upsets this season, and you just don't want to play those guys on like a Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. That I think, I think Orlando can be a league pass team. I think Orlando, yeah, can that's be a great team way to describe that, it. That you throw on, you're like, man, this team can be fun. I think this is what, what I'm telling you the listener the watcher is get in on the ground floor on the orlando magic you want to you want to make fun of the orlando magic because of their history which is totally fair but you look at this team there's talent there there's it's just young and and why i think this team was this game was so indicative you saw franz wagner make big baskets he stripped john morant in a key play and but then all of a sudden these guys are throwing the ball out of bounds. They're stepping on their own baseline on an inbounds play to turn the ball back over to to the Grizzlies. They scored like five points in two seconds. So I think Orlando is going to be the team that take them lightly and they'll beat you. Or you do you you do what Memphis almost pulled off was play for three quarters, mess around, and then you find out and you're like, oh okay, we got to try, and then. You're you're playing your starters in the fourth quarter and and, and really struggling to beat them. But Boncaro is is and, and Wagner are the keys, and Boncaro is so fluid, so smooth. The feel for the game that is right there. My my first reaction watching him, this was his Orlando Magic or his Orlando City of Orlando debut. Uh I looked at him, I was like, this dude's a rookie. That I mean he, he that, doesn't seem like game, it. Yeah, does not at all. He they're they're an interesting team also because they have a guy like Terrence Ross who's an eleven million dollar expiring deal that feels like he could be a useful bench score for a playoff team too. So I wonder mm-hmm. if they've got guys they can kind of move and trade to add more young pieces to this team for the future. League pass team is the best way to describe them. You know yeah. when we were planning out the show, you you know we do real or fake every Wednesday here. That'll be in the third segment, and you're like real or fake. The Orlando Magic will win thirty <laughs> games, and I started to like laugh because it's almost like a backhanded insult compliment. 
compliment, something like that to the Orlando yeah. Magic. But I see what you mean. You mean it as a compliment of like, this is a team on the rise and that's an eight game yeah. improvement over what they did last year with a lot of the same yeah. young guys. That's pretty significant. And I think they're definitely on track for doing something like that. Like they're going to be a fun team to watch. There's no doubt about that. And again, if you don't play them hard and you take them for granted, you know, they're going to surprise you. And it seems like Jamal Mosley is going to be a good head coach too. He's someone that people mm-hmm. seem to be pretty high on. They brought him in to work with this young core. I think that's definitely worth, you know, keeping an eye on, especially after that time developing some of those guys like Luka Doncic there in Dallas too. So he's a factor into all of this as well for a team that, yeah, in a couple of years, like they should be competing for a playoff spot regularly. It feels like. So get Orlando on your league pass. Get the Detroit Pistons on your league pass, too. That's going to be a fun team to watch. They were in action tonight. Okay, they lost the Oklahoma City Thunder because they could not shoot at all. Uh, Cade Cunningham was 3 of 13. Jaden Ivey was 4 of 12. So that's not exactly the type of shooting you want from your backcourt. But the Twitter was full of Jaden Ivey plays. The hustle, the, uh, the block shot where he <laughs> – I forget who it was who he blocked, but – I mean, skied and basically almost caught the ball in midair like a, a football receiver is crazy. And then uh, a chase down steal after he was on the floor. Exciting type of plays in Detroit as well. Uh, I think that Detroit and Orlando are kind of neck and neck. And Jake, what this means is in the East, it's already bad enough. You've got I cover the Celtics. They're a contender, and I'm really impressed with how they've rallied after the Emi Odoka stuff. Philly is dangerous. Milwaukee, obviously, is probably the the, the number one team coming out of uh, training camp. Uh, you obviously got Miami in there. Brooklyn, we'll talk about them next. They could be way up there or way down there. Cleveland, we're at six teams now, and you still haven't gotten into Toronto and Atlanta it's going to be tough at the top. Anyway, it's gonna be tough in those middle groups. Anyway, now you throw in Detroit and now you throw in Orlando as teams where you can't come out of the Celtics, for example, play Philly at home on Tuesday night. Then they go to uh, Florida for a Miami Orlando back-to-back. When that schedule first came out, I was like, Oh great. Orlando on the back-to-back. That's going to be nice. They can rest their guys. They can probably pick up an easy win without putting in too much effort. Now I'm like, Oh crap. (laughs) <laughs> Orlando on a back-to-back after you play Philly, travel to Miami. Yeah, you're going to play Orlando on the third night of that. That's not a night where you can rest. You relax. And I feel like the magic can make you pay. You know, they definitely will. I think same for the Pistons. You made a good point about their guy, you know, Jaden Ivey, who was taken fifth overall, was getting votes in the NBA GM survey saying that that's a steal of a pick at five, right? That tells you something about what they think his talent really could be. You know, they still have Cade Cunningham, who's going to be very good. They have Killian Hayes, who scored 20 points in this game. He was a a lottery pick from a couple of years ago. They have Sadiq Bey, who's just that like solid three and D wing you need. Love him, right? That's just a solid player that you need that's been leading them in preseason. I saw them in person earlier on in the week. So this is a team that I think, again, they're not going to make the postseason. They're not even going to be close to the play-in tournament, I don't think. But they're going to get some wins. They're going to maybe wreck someone's season. And they're going to be pretty happy with that. Mm -hmm. Yep. They bring in Boyan Bogdanovich. Everybody loves beef stew. Some toughness in there. They're gritty. (laughs) They're going to be tough. I, I know the Celtics played... Uh, played them a couple times in in at the uh, during that run the Celtics were making, 
and Detroit, Detroit beat them like right before the all-star break and, and played them real, real tough later. And you're just like, God, this team, very Detroit, very Detroit Pistons, tough, gritty type of team, uh, fitting of the city and, and a team on the rise. Two Still teams good in the yeah. teal. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I hate those jerseys, man. I hate we did a them. show on that in the offseason. Uh, I love those. We disagree finally on something. Bleh. There's your there's your thumbnail for uh, when we te- there Perfect. you go. All right, we're gonna come. Marked. We're gonna come back and talk about Kevin Durant. What Kevin Durant said that is either gonna make you say, "Oh, okay, appreciate the honesty," or "Oh my God, oh no." I'll do that after I tell you about prize picks, which is the absolute best way to play daily fantasy. You don't want to play any other daily fantasy game because those other daily fantasy games are generally you against these experts who are out there. It's almost, it's almost rigged. I would say because they've got all of this crazy technology and you're just trying to play a game prize picks, very simple, two to five players. And if they go to score more or less than the prize picks projection, the over under you win and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against any other people. It's just you and the over-unders. Nail that, nail your money. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This list is too long. NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college sports, uh, women's college sports, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc, golf. That's I'm not making that up. Euro basketball, cricket. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Very simple, safe and fast withdrawals. Operational in 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app. Go to PrizePicks.com. Sign up today. Play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, you get $100. You deposit $50, you get $50. Don't forget to order, enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. It's Download the Prize Picks app. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Make one of your local teams the second listen every day, like Locked On Celtics, if you want to see how things are going. Locked On. Pelicans, Pelicans, locked on are, Zion, basically. Locked on <laughs> Zion, uh, yeah. Well, it's nice to be back to like locked on Zion. Uh, I'm sure that's uh, that's been fun for you, man. This that team, that Pelicans team, is I think potentially really, really dangerous. Gonna get a couple of fun teams that we're covering here, but whatever team you want to talk about, we just talked about the Grizzlies. Locked on Grizzlies, fun show. Uh, we just talked about. The uh, Locked On Pistons, fun show. Locked On Magic, OG, Philip Rossman Reich. Any of those teams. Make that your second listen every day. All right, Locked On Nets. We know Locked On Nets is going to be talking about (laughs) this quote. Kevin Durant on the training camp vibes. Quote, Jake, the vibes have been straight, but who knows what the vibes will be when we hit a skid or if we're not playing well or if somebody gets injured. That's what makes a team is how we stick together through those times. So I was saying before, appreciate the honesty. That's legitimately an honest assessment. However, it's almost too honest. (laughs) I hate to say that, but if you're a Nets fan, you're like, oh, 
okay, yeah, 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 no, appreciate that, KD. Thank you, thank you, but also, I'm now scared. I'm very scared for this season. It's not great, right? Like, it, so it's not that bad. It could be worse. That quote could be so Absolutely. much worse. Like, let's not let's not say things wrong here. He says the vibes are straight. That's fine. Would you like good vibes? Would you like immaculate vibes? However else you want to describe your vibes? Yes, totally. You would prefer that. But given the offseason that they just had, where it looked like that team was trading everybody away to have the vibes just be straight in his own words that's fine you take that you take that every day the problem is how is it going to look when they hit some adversity and here's the thing they might hit some of that adversity right off the bat you have Kevin Durant you have Kyrie Irving who knows what you're going to get out of Ben Simmons and there's now like a report he may be airballed a mid-range jumper or something even though I don't think that's that big of a deal but they're (laughs) down some guys right TJ Warren's not going to be ready to start the regular season and now there's questions if Joe Harris and Seth Curry are going to be ready to start the regular season neither of those guys are going to play in any of the final two preseason games for him we don't know if they're going to be ready they do need some depth on that roster they've rebuilt this roster a little bit too once you start integrating all those guys back in you hit some growing pains That usually is going to mean some adversity, and that's where I would start to worry about this Brooklyn Nets team. The guys talked about it. Um, It's been kind of going around after after a couple of these preseason games that Ben Simmons hasn't looked much better than he has in the past, which is to say that he's still giving up some opportunities to drive harder to to the rim. He's still passing out of situations where maybe he should be more aggressive. And then there's this quote from Steve Nash who says, we'll be patient with Ben because he's an incredibly talented and unique player, but he's not going to be at his best as an auto ad plays. He's not going to be at his best (laughs) in the short term. This is why the uh, Google Chrome mute site function is so necessary. And I forgot to do that. Let me start the quote over. We'll be patient with Ben because he's an incredibly talented and unique player, but he's not going to be at his best in the short term, and he's just got to continue to slog through this period of returning to play and getting his confidence and timing and rhythm back. Okay, also accurate, refreshingly honest, but at the same time, scary, because you combine this with the quote from Kevin Durant and these vibes that are straight, are going to have to carry through this period of Ben Simmons getting back to what he can be because he's Steve Nash is right. He hasn't played. He didn't play last year. He's, he's on a new team. He's in a new situation. He's playing alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and playing next to Kyrie Irving is not easy. This is an adjustment period. And I think a lot of people mistakenly, and I'll admit that I kind of fell into this trap too. Felt like Ben Simmons can, because he's had the whole off season, because he's had, he's having this training camp, he's just going to hit the ground running and that's not going to be the case. So are the vibes going to be good enough for the Brooklyn Nets to allow Ben Simmons to become his best self? Because if those vibes can't stay straight until Ben Simmons figures things out, then those vibes are going to go away and Ben Simmons is going to go right back into a shell And this whole thing is going to fall apart. They need him to be his best so they can reach their full potential. And at their full potential, they're a contender. They can win the, they can win it all, but can the vibes handle 
these shaky vibes handle that time frame. We need like a like a mascot for this episode, like the personification of the word vibes, which is slowly losing all meaning as we keep repeating it here on the show. It, but you make a good point, right? It just feels like the whole thing is very combustible. One thing goes wrong and it's like a house of cards that just completely falls down. Does does Ben Simmons have a real like three bad games in a row as he's going through an adjustment? This isn't easy. And then Kevin Durant's like, screw this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm out and tries to force a trade again and see if he can get himself moved at the trade deadline who knows what's gonna happen with Kyrie Irving because that's as big of a wild card out there as it gets it just feels like this is like a house built on very not solid foundation so I don't know if your vibes can can lift up a home <laughs> like that I don't I don't know the now I lost the analogy there right off this the bat. is this feels like this feels like somebody walking around a gas station striking matches and it's like most of the time, you, you okay you'd be like oh oh my god okay no 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 it's all right but one all it takes is that one match in the entire book to get some of those vapors and the whole thing goes up that's what it feels like with brooklyn and, it's, and it just like feels like every other day someone's striking a match yeah i like that and i was okay that's a better one yeah it's just it's like there's it feels like there's a lot of tension in that building and it feels like if just one little thing goes wrong it's going to become a real big thing which is going to cause a whole bunch of other things to break and then this whole thing falls apart and just goes up in flames combustible team the brooklyn nets the most combustible team in the nba a team that has already i think combusted hindenburg style crashing down oh the humanity the charlotte hornets that is something we're going to talk about next. First, I want to thank everybody for making Lockdown NBA your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022, a, a six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. Local team experts like us, me and Jake. Uh, that, I'm pointing on the YouTube thing. I did not get it right. Uh, I and the Lockdown uh, on the Odyssey uh, experts as well, combining to get you one. Ultimate NBA preview search for Ultimate Pro NBA preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Jake Lamelo Ball is the most exciting player on the uh, Charlotte Hornets. I would say. Would you uh, concur? Yes, I would. In fact, concur. Hmm. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets are also a uh, pretty bad team right now. Uh, I, as a, a beat writer covering the Celtics. Uh, have watched the Celtics, A, beat them by like 40-something in the first preseason game. And then in the third preseason game, the Hornets played all of their regulars, and the Celtics sat everybody but Jalen Brown as far as their regulars go, and they the Celtics still won that game. The Hornets are a mess, and now LaMelo Ball's out two weeks. So this is where we play our, our real or fake game. I think the Hornets should just realize what's going on. I think the Hornets should say, we got Victor Wembanyama, we got Scoot Henderson out there, we've got options, let's just dump it, forget it, there's no reason to fight for this season. We just spent the whole first segment talking about how Orlando and Detroit's on the come up, the whole East is going to be really good. Charlotte has no chance, no chance, zero chance, I think of making any noise in the playoffs. So real or fake, Jake, Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward will remain Charlotte Hornets through the end of the season. 
I think it's fake. I do think they get traded. I think your point, I don't think they're as bad as you might think they are, though you've seen them a bunch oh, more baby. recently than I have. But certainly LaMelo Ball was their best player. And this is a year where if you get off to like an 0-4 start, you might see teams completely changing their approach to this season. The whole Victor Wembenyama sweepstakes, whatever you want to call it, is going to cost so many teams to rethink things. And look, watching that dude play... They're not wrong in thinking that. Like, I got no problem with people punting this season to go and have a better chance of getting him, even if it's still going to be a crapshoot. He's that special of a player. There's no reason to think that the Charlotte Hornets won't. I don't, you know, they were above 500. They won 43 games last season. They fired their head coach, brought it back their old head coach and Steve Clifford, which was a little bit weird. So it seemed like this team could get into the play-in tournament, but the play-in tournament is the exact wrong spot that you want to be in this coming year. As you said, if it wasn't the Victor Wembenyama draft, I might look at this differently, but it is. So, yeah. And here's the thing. Terry Rozier seems like he should get you at least a lottery protect, you know, a lottery pick or something along those lines. He seems like mm-hmm. a player that a lot of teams would like. He's a very good three point shooter, particularly from the corners. If you're going to be a postseason team, you could do way worse than moving for a guy like Terry Rozier, who could be the dude that conceivably puts you over the top. He signed, um, he's under contract for three more years, four more mm-hmm. years if you count this season too. It's not horrible between 21 and a half to 26 and a half million when you factor in the salary cap jumps that are coming up. You can definitely justify that. So this is a guy that I think a lot of teams are going to look at and be like, oh, we should go and trade for him. And if you're the Charlotte Hornets, trade away. Trade away. So I got two, I got two reactions here. One bigger picture Wimbanyama thing, and then, the, but I want to go with Lamelo. I can't tell if Lamelo is all that good. I mean, he's good. Ooh. He's no, he's good. He's good. But Are like, you trying to get I, someone to tweet at you today? Yeah, no, I'm trying to. I'm, it, I think we're on a two day streak <laughs> of pissing off NBA players. So I think that's going to be the quote that gets out there that pisses off Lamelo Ball. No, so I, I don't know that Lamelo, like, Lamelo Ball is obviously a really good basketball player. Is he your franchise player? He's young, and I don't know. Like, I'm not going to put him in a box. I'm not going to say that he can't be. But so far, over the first couple of years, and I, I couch this by saying Charlotte's been a mess. The team's been a mess. They they invested a lot in Gordon Hayward, and he's been hurt. Not unsurprisingly, they've had they've had some issues with with the development of some guys, and now. And then this is not a commentary on Miles Bridges, what he's done off the court. He's going through his legal troubles, and he should not be in the NBA. Correct. But also, it's very clear. You can also say he was a very good NBA player, and losing him on the court hurts them. Again, to be clear, I'm not saying that that, oh, that's a shame that they, like, he, he's no, getting what he's Just in terms of stuff okay. on the court, that makes sense. But on the court, that is a loss. And so it impacts how good LaMelo can be. So, but, but, but I still have questions about how, how good, how good can he be? Can he be the best player on a championship team or the best player on a contending team? I'm not saying no, he can't, but right now I'm just saying that there are, there are questions. And so that I think pushes Charlotte into saying, we got to start making moves to get him the types of players where we can start to figure out the answer to that question. Because you got to figure out the answer to that question soon, and if you say, "Oh, geez, no, he's he's good, but he's not that good," now you've got to you got to figure out what to do with him. 
Or you can say, he's that good. The situation is bad. Let's make it a better situation. That's where the, the Hornets are. And then my, my, my bigger point, I'll stop talking, I promise soon, is that so many teams are going to be giving away good players. There are going to be so many good players that are, are available because so many teams are going to be like, oh, my God. Not just Wembenyama, but but Scoot Henderson. This yeah, he could be uh, a this could be a fascinating, fascinating trade deadline where contenders are picking from big fish and not having to pay a lot because a lot of teams are racing to the bottom. Two different two different thoughts there for you. No, okay. Let's let me start with the the Lamelo Ball part first because I do think he's very very good. One rookie of the year. He was an All Star last year where he put up twenty points, seven point six assists, seven rebounds, and shot thirty nine percent from three on seven and a half attempts. Those are really good numbers. Really good. You want to know what's going to make him look better? A big man like Victor Wembanyama yeah. next to him, right? Like, yeah, I think it's more. He's a really good player. I do think he actually has potential to be a franchise guy, the best player on a championship team. But you don't need him to be when you can get a guy like Scoot Henderson or Victor Wimbanyama and just completely redo this. And given that this the East is stacked and you said this team's not going anywhere in the postseason even if they make it. They're not getting out of the first round. In any other year, go and win games and try and compete because it makes the league more fun. It makes your, your fans happy. Not this year. Take, take away. It's almost... Front office malpractice if you're going to get swept in the first round to not be tanking. I, I truly yep. believe it. Watching those games in Vegas made me a believer in both of those guys in a way that's like, oh, my God. I had non-NBA people wanting to talk about them with me because they've never seen anything like that. I want to talk about them with random people on the street because I've never seen anything like that. They look that good. LaMelo Ball is still very, very good, though, and so – this team isn't going anywhere. Try and retool on the fly. Tank. You get Wimbanyama. You trade Terry Rozier for other things. You can flip those pieces down the line or use them to draft guys. And you just get a much better core, right? You're not winning a title with the team that you have right now. So try and retool. LaMelo Ball is young enough that you're still able to do it. I'm trying, as you're talking, to come up with a uh, Rozier and Gordon Hayward uh, trades to the Lakers to see if you can get those two guys for Russell Westbrook. It's not. It's not working out. It's. It's my trade machine is not working out, so I can't get to that. But my no, point. Don't is, do that to Lakers fans right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I I should clarify. I was being facetious. Uh, in, in trying to joke with how the, the, the past couple of shows have gone for us. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I'm a big believer in situation matters. And so you can get somebody like LaMelo Ball who, okay, I think LaMelo, the real way to put it is he's not, um, I don't think he's, he's instantly in that top, top tier where when you get them, your fortunes completely change. It doesn't help that Anthony Edwards looks better than him, and Anthony Edwards looks like a franchise guy drafted after yeah. him, right? Like, that hurts the mellow ball, too, in this case, I think. Right. But also, I think a guy as good as LaMelo Ball can be, like, LeBron took a bad team and just dragged it up. I don't think LaMelo Ball can drag anybody up. But I think he can, in the right situation, be part of a core that is a really, really good core. 
Um, and that's not a knock on him. It's just that you're not one of the five best players in the league. You may be one of the yeah, 10 or fair. 15 best players. So, so, and, and not at this point, he's not one of the 10 or 15 right now, but he can be. So don't tweet at John LaMelo. Don't tweet at me. But the, the whole thing is now it's on Charlotte. It's on Charlotte to figure out what to do and make this, this very popular, extraordinary popular player. And in the NBA, the popularity is, is slightly more important than the ability. And you combine popularity and ability, you got marketability. LaMelo is one of the most marketable guys in the league. So it's kind of imperative on uh, for, for the league that Charlotte figure this out and make, make themselves good. So the Hornets can be on TNT and they can be on, you know, ESPN more often. So the rest of the, you know, rest of America can get on board with this LaMelo thing. I mean, that's the, the league has tiers of stars and he's in that. Charlotte has to become good enough where the league can justify putting them on TV because the small market team, there's no benefit from just putting them on because of LaMelo. You got to get that team better so it can, it can rise to that occasion. So rank these teams in three years, the ones we've really talked about today, the Pistons, the Magic and the Charlotte Hornets. Where do you see them in three years kind of being in order? Woo, baby. Um, <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot right there. It's a good yeah, question, though. It is a great question because I think I think Orlando and Detroit can be like our, our neck and neck because you've got – I think you've got in Cunningham and in Bancaro your, your number ones. And I think in Wagner and in – see, that's the thing. I think I'm, I might actually put Orlando a tick ahead. I think Orlando just has – I, I think Franz Wagner has jumped into the, in three years, he's going to be the second best player. I, it depends on what Jaden Ivey becomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be too I early to say with the Pistons right now. It's, it's too, it's a little too early. I think Cunningham, I think Bancaro is, is, is more dynamic. So I put Bancaro slightly out of Cunningham, but it's, it's neck and neck. And that means they're both extraordinarily good and promising. Um, I think Wagner, this could be an amazing year for Wagner. Yeah. Um, I think Orlando might leapfrog Detroit by a smidge, but they're right there neck and neck in three years. Charlotte, I think is, is uh, still a playing team in three years because Jordan is cheap. They don't pay the tax and they make rash decisions. They don't, they don't make decisions based on winning. And I think, Orlando is a small market team, but I think they're they're starting to make decisions based on winning while Charlotte makes decisions based more on money. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think I have it with Orlando one, a, a decent step ahead of the Pistons. I just believe in Bancaro more than, say, Cade Cunningham and then Wagner right now more than Jaden Ivey, but that could easily change in a year. I don't have Charlotte horribly far behind because I'm a big fan of LaMelo Ball, and I think right now I would pick him over Cade Cunningham if you had to draft like one of those two guys. Ooh. That'll keep him somewhat close, um, but... There's, yeah, I know. Maybe I'll get tweeted at today too. Um, but yeah, he's an all-star. Nick right? Nelson hates Cade Cunningham. No, Sorry. not at all. Love Cade Cunningham. Um, no, screw it. Hate Cade Cunningham. <laughs> throw, throw me on Twitter. Let's get the engagement here, right? Um, 
but I don't think they're like horribly far behind Detroit. But again, this is also, we're doing this today, looking three years ahead, and this can change year by year. This could change by Thanksgiving, and then yeah. it can flip back around by Christmas, and then it can flip back around by MLK Day. And and I think that's great. I think that's awesome because I think that that brings interest into two teams that have had a long, long dry spell. Yeah. And so I'm I'm all for more teams in the NBA being good. Um, and that that I love I love that there's a debate. I love that there's a debate between Orlando and Detroit in three years because I think they can both be really good. And that that just I think there's some longevity on some of these other teams as well at the top. So that's going to make the East extraordinarily good. I think the NBA is in an amazing place, in an amazing place. You know what's also really good? This podcast. Ah, I love it. Oh, that's segue. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Appreciate everybody listening. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, listen to us on our own podcast. You follow us. Uh, I'm John Corrales, host of the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And Jake Madison hosts the Locked On Pelicans. I'm at Nola Jake on Twitter. Show is free. The show is available everywhere. It's on YouTube. There is no excuse. If you're still here listening to the sound of my voice or watching me, that means you enjoyed the show and you should subscribe if you're not. And if you are a subscriber, share the podcast, tell your friends, tell everybody. They should be listening to the Locked On NBA podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.